You're listening to the Modern Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Monica Garrett. This is the show that takes a personal look into the reality of what it's like to be an entrepreneur in today's modern world. I hope to share with you some great conversations with women about what it's like being boss. We talk about doing the work, our journeys to get here, the trials and tribulations, and everything in between. I also want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. A special thanks goes out to any of you who have taken the time to leave a review and rate us on iTunes. It truly means so much to me. It also gives me some great feedback on what I'm producing here and lets me know if you want to hear more. So if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast, please head over to margoagency.com and click podcast under the Profit Brand Tools. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Modern Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today, my guest is Jen Goonan of You Got This PR. Welcome, Jen. Welcome. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Great. I'm excited to have you on, and I'm wanting to get, you know, I just want to dive in and hear your story. I know you have a lot of experience, so I'm sure there's a lot to talk about. Um, But let's just get started with what your business name is and what do you do? Right. Yeah. So I created um, a company called You Got This PR Marketing, and it really is a source and a resource for small businesses to get um, PR and marketing um, tools and information and consultation for those um, that want to make their brand or themselves shine without breaking the bank. Very cool. Very cool. Um, So when did you start this company? I literally just started this um, over the last actually like 60 days. And it's been something that I've been kind of percolating, <laughs> really. Cool. I've been, I mean, I, it's been, I guess I should say I formalized it over the last 60 days. I have been doing this for many years. Um, I have a lot of big brand experience. And over the years and through airports and just, you know, talking with um, friends and acquaintances, um, they always, people who are in small businesses, want PR and marketing, but they're so focused on the operations that they just, that's just like the last thing that they need to think about, but they know they need that to fuel and propel their business. So on the fly, I'd be giving these recommendations and like, and at the time, um, you know, it's just, you know, they don't have the big, you know, budgets to, you know, have someone to do their PR marketing. And so I started doing, so I, that kind of morphed into doing that and helping small businesses. And over the last, um, over the winter here, I'm in Boston. So um, <laughs> I was hibernating, I was um, formalizing and creating a website and um, you know, getting all my branding and PR for myself um, you know, off the ground. Very cool. So I'm really excited because I get to you know, still work on big brands. Um, I work with agencies and so now I get to work with uh, companies that are um, are just are fledging and they have so much promise so it's really exciting awesome so let's let's rewind so let's talk about um, this experience that you have and how you got started even in the industry sure yeah so I started um, almost 20 years ago and I started um, working with compact computers and I love PR marketing but it was high-tech and it just wasn't a great fit I I felt like every time I was picking up the phone, I had to think about Ethernets and gigabytes and firewalls and the people who were on the other line were just folks that lived and breathed this. And it just wasn't a comfortable situation. You're like sweating when you're talking to them. And then um, I, my agency at the time, I was working for Golan Harris and we're working in the World Cup in um, Barcelona. And I had to create all these consumer engagements um, on the ground 
with all different types of big partners. And that's where I really shined of kind of bringing celebrities in and partnerships and creating like these meaningful um, experiences for um, consumers and sports fans. Um, and then so I went on to do PR and marketing for New Balance and the Boston Celtics and um, a lot of um, local and big businesses in the Boston area, um, which was great. And then um, continued my career and then worked on Timberland and Keurig and actually launched um, Lululemon in the U.S., awesome. which was really fun awesome. to see the – it's a great company um, along with like Ben & Jerry's. And then I left the agency life and I, you know, I decided because, you know, it takes a special person to do agency life. Um, so I jumped ship and I went to the corporate and I was the company spokesperson for Marshalls and TJ Maxx um, and a little bit of home goods. And um, I got to manage the U.S. and Hispanic operations for them in nearly a thousand stores. So I really got to see from a big brand perspective um, and landscape. Um, how marketing was done from the corporate side, which was um, phenomenal. And um, I got to, you know, go to Fashion Week and, you know, it was um, a lot of great experience because I had a lot of face time um, in front of the camera and then doing a lot of um, media interviews. Um, and then as time goes on, personally, I had a baby and then okay. um, the commute was tough. And so I went back to the agency side, which I've been for a while. So um, it's great because on the agency side, you're always working on new things. So it goes from pet care to coffee yeah um, and, and you get that, as you know <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's so actually I was going to ask you about that too just switching gears from like you said the computer computer world and all of that to then food and fashion is it hard to sort of um restart your connections and sort of your your game plan of how to you know give them you know some PR right um, it, it does, I feel like it follows a formula and I always try to put my shoe, my, you know, myself in the shoes of the consumer. Obviously I'm not always the consumer. If I don't own a dog, then it's tough to kind of put myself, but I always kind of do my own research and making sure if I'm, if it is like dog food, if it is dog, then I talk to dog owners and what their concerns are, what they like and don't like. Um, I pour myself into research that the company's already doing. Um, even doing mini focus groups and also just social listening as well gives you a good insight. Sometimes what you see as a presentation, what your client gives you is much different what's you know based in reality. Um, and sometimes challenges can actually be um, work to your benefit. Um, and I always just like listening to meetings because the one you know few of the best ideas um, that I've got from a success standpoint for media is always like, well, this doesn't really make sense. You probably don't need to hear about this. And actually, those are the ones are like the gems where you can actually kind of dust them off. And um, oftentimes, it's the human interest element that I really like. And I feel like the media gravitates to that because um, the corporate spreak is not, is not going to get too far. But when you have like a human interest, um, compelling story, it's when you, um, you know, get your call, the callback. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wonder, I think that's probably a newer sort of thing, too, is wanting that, that real... Um, response from consumers and like the reality instead of this um, presented image that we sort of make of them right like you like this product and you probably live this lifestyle but the reality is is you probably buy this product and your life is not like that at all and so seeing right. it being used you know on social media for example like you get a real vibe of how people are really using products in their lives 
So exactly, which yeah. is really it, yeah, which really helps you know from a, like a publicist. I'm always a, be a publicist, and even now, um, you know, twenty almost twenty years into my career, a lot of folks in my like level of you know career don't talk to the media, but they're still you know, challenge to do the media strategy. And I always feel like if you are building a media strategy, but you're not actually the ones pitching or, you know, at some capacity, then how do you know what the media wants? Um, and the media landscape is always challenging because, um, as you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, cuts at newspapers and mm -hmm. television stations. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of freelancers, which is great, but you need to know where those freelancers are going and what they're working on. And I have really no problem just... Pick, I can talk to anyone. So I have, you know, I always like asking the questions. And if I get a no, I always see what they're working on and how it may work um, possibly to work together in the future. Very cool. Yeah, that's uh, tenacity too, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always like, no, you know, someone, um, you know, it's how how your career starts. But um, I had someone in my early in my career where I was trying to pitch, pitch something and it, the answer is no. And we're in this like team meeting and he goes, there's always a yes, it's how you present it. So if you keep going the same way, there's different angles of how you could present something as in life. So I was like, that's, that makes sense. And then I just, like, I've used it ever since. I love that. That's really cool. So are you currently still working at an agency? I do. Yep. Okay. I still work okay. at an agency. Yep. I think that's great because you're in it. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people who might have a company like this or me, for example, do, you know, doing branding and, and some marketing, it's like, um, I'm just going based off past experience or, you know, what, what I've learned and stuff. So, and knowing that you're in it still is really cool, I think. And that's, um, that's a really great, um, you know, resource to offer people that you're giving this information to. So, um, let's sort of think about then how do you work with clients or how do you anticipate to work with clients now that you have this um, new business and consultancy? Right. I, I really use a customized approach. I actually had a call with a client today and she's starting off. She's a you know, great line of um, natural body care products and she's trying to figure out her budget. And the way I look at it is that I want to make businesses shine. And so depending on what your budget, I, I'm going to work within it. I mean, of course I need to you know make a living, but then we just break it in, into parcels. So there is an end game. And so um, mm -hmm. it, it might be slower to the finish line, but I'd rather have it that way than them not having any support at all. Um, if it's with me, fine. But if it's not, I just want them to, to do marketing and PR because I keep hearing that people are not doing it or they think they're doing it, but they're not doing it the right way. There's not enough time yeah. a day. And it's a specialty. And I truly love doing PR and marketing. Um, I love the challenges and I love finding the solutions to, you know, helping businesses, um, you know, partner with folks if it's, you know, and it could be as simple as internal communications. But I, I personally just love um, seeing my clients in the news. Um, you know, it could be the Today Show or it could be the local paper. It's um, anything that kind of has a good quality perspective on the company, then um, I think it's a win because, the more eyeballs see your or hear or view your product, service, or person, then that's only going to propel your business. Yeah, very cool. Um, so let's kind of talk about what does the press want to hear? What do they want to hear from you about your product or service? And do you think it's 
harder harder to sort of promote a business that's a service versus a product? It all depends. I think that, you know, depending on what industry you're in, I think that I think that if you have a good quality business and you have you know, talent behind it. I mean, as we know, there are businesses out there that are struggling that may need to get their ducks in a row before they actually do PR and marketing. But for the most part, I think that there's, you know, different ways of, of shining. So, um, you know, for example, if someone's opening a new bakery and there's competition of 10 bakeries on the same block, maybe this one bakery is using eco-friendly um, silverware. Um, so everything's like um, can be decomposed really easily. Um, they're finding new ways to um, incorporate um, um, gluten-free into their diet and into their menu or whatever it is to make them special and shine yeah. is how yeah. they should kind of position themselves. Um, and I feel like sometimes it's hard, as I said, you have to kind of listen to like, well, this is not important, but actually it could be the one that kind of sets your business apart because if you have 10 bakeries on the street, what's going to set your, your own bakery um, and also, too, it's not only how you run your business in terms of, like, making the products, but how you conduct yourself, right, as a leader in the in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you give back? Do you have a heart? Do you have a, is there a story behind it? Some people, too, um, have these beautiful stories about their purpose and why they're in business, um, but they're afraid to tell it. So I always try to help people tell their story because... What makes you memorable? It's, it's someone's, you know, when you're telling a story, it's not the corporate jargon and we're the leading number one, blah, blah, blah. It's not that. Um, the story behind it or the trials and tribulations of getting there is what really makes it really fascinating. And I think that's why, like, Entrepreneur Magazine is um, a successful publication because it always tells you the challenges. It gives you a really holistic 360 view of a person's business journey. And if you're in business, there's a reason why. Maybe something happened to you in your life that gave you that kind of greater experience or purpose. So, so what is it? And how, or is it going to solve a challenge that may help other folks, um, you know, life a little bit easier? Yeah. Or they somehow relate to it, or you know. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I personally, I struggle with that um, for my own business, and I think about it, you know when I'm working with other businesses too, is um, that sort of how much of your story do you tell? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I see some approaches with um, some entrepreneurs where they show the struggle. Um, mm-hmm. They go with that sort of storyline of, you know, they struggled and they had, you know, such a hard, hard life. And then now they're thriving and they're successful and they want to help you do this. Right. So there's mm-hmm. that approach, and then there's another approach that I see where it's super positive, and they're just, it's just a positive storyline, whatever that is. And right. I kind of have both, so it's always struggles for me. I'm like, I don't really want my story to be so much about the the trauma or the struggle, you know? Right. So I, I myself in my own business, I, you know, I, I fight with how much of that do I tell. I know it is a balance. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like TMI to what to extent, you know, to, <laughs> right. you know, <laughs> it's like, and then one time the story went for a turn. <laughs> oh, right. Right. Exactly. Um, so let's kind of talk about how you even approach, um, the media and what, you know, what are they looking for with maybe a service-based business or, um, cause I feel like it might be easier to sort of, um, you know, try and promote a product to the Today Show, for example, or or something. And um, h- how do you sort of um, 
what sort of advice do you have for service-based businesses to try and connect with the media? Well, the first thing I would do, I would kind of, I kind of do different tiers. Um, my first kind of two tiers would be one would be local media, kind of getting yourself and your persona and um, how your service can help like locally, um, and then use utilize that kind of experience and testimonials, kind of propel your website or from social media. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, not like necessarily your friends and family, but you know, people kind of in your community. Um, and not to be afraid to test your business, because I think that um, and, you know, test your business and even grow your business, right? Because you're always kind of jiggering of how you want to present yourself and um, and what have you. I just know even from like, it's funny because like I've been doing PR marketing for, you know, celebrities and athletes and big companies for years. And then it now it's, the, you know, now it's on me. So you kind of have to, you have, you have to shine a different light on it. Um, so I find almost like that is like a personal challenge, but so um, from a local level, I always like doing that because you can test it out a little bit more if you're going to the, you know, from a national perspective and then also um, understanding, you know, who you're, who you are in the industry. Um, so it could be industry trades, it could be podcasts, it could be online newsletters, online websites that are in your industry and um, not to be afraid to collaborate with other there are people that are like-minded. Um, I mean, quite honestly, like you and I could be almost viewed on the outside world as, as competitors, right? Yeah. But I think yeah. that, um, I don't think that serves anyone well, right? Everyone has yeah. to bring something to, to the table. Um, and I think that you never know, you know, the world is small. And I think that you should just, you know, kind of pay it forward and there's, um, you know, kind of put good karma out in the world. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, I learned a lot from I used to be in the wedding industry. I did. I used to do wedding invitations. That was my first business. Um, and I just learned a lot from a lot of the photographers. Photogra mm -hmm. the, the photography industry is insanely supportive of each other. Mm -hmm. It's really admirable. It's crazy how much they're like they share and they support and they, you know, it, all of that. And I'm glad to see now that I, I see that with entrepreneurs and mm -hmm. even with branding and just, you know, people specifically in my industry are just doing exactly what I'm doing. They sort of just put it all out there and, and uh, mm -hmm. are more about giving and sharing and educating and somehow the work comes. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but like, there's just, there's a lot of work out there and I think there's enough to go around. Um, and so I love personally connecting with other people doing, you know, similar things to what I'm doing, like you. And I don't know anything about public relations, right? But it's so, mm -hmm. so it's just, it's just right there. Like, it's just right, right exactly. there. It's just, it's just spoke in the wheel. You need all the spokes, right? Yeah. yeah. And so it's one of those spokes that are important to keep the, the bike moving. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, um, so how do, how do clients find you and sort of how, how are you going to start working with sort of the smaller um, groups of people versus, you know, the agency and the larger companies? Yep. So I get referred a lot, which is really nice. Um, so that's always, a, you know, a nice compliment. Um, and then also I've been putting my kind of toe in the water from like these, the group, how we met, um, which is very, a very supportive group. And so um, even with kind of just putting my toe in the water there, I've gotten, I think, three new clients from that. Great. Um, okay. And I really, it came from, I want to give people, you know, kind of free advice because I just want to 
you know, I just want to making sure that I'm, you know, on par and I want to make sure that I'm giving good quality um, consultation to small businesses. And even though I know, I know it, but I just want to help people, you know, take whatever they can. I always say, take what I'm one humble person in the world, you know, take my advice. I've, I've done a lot, see if it will apply to your business. And then from there, people will say, can I work with you? Um, so that's always nice. It's not, you know, I'm not expecting it, but that's actually, it's come very organically, which is really nice. Um, so I plan on doing that, um, a little bit more. Um, but then it's like, you know, how much, how much, you know, work you can take and all the work-life balance. But, um, I find that the online community has, um, been very supportive and wonderful. Yeah, that's great. So, um, I was looking at your website and, and I'm just, um, wondering, so let's talk about the different ways that people can work with you. So it looks Mm -hmm. like you have some tutorials. Um, so let's just talk tell me um all the ways that they can work with you sure thank you yeah <laughs> so um my site is really i kind of did a big brain dump um and um i have free tutorials and also i have um, a blog called the empower blog um, coming from like the basis is knowledge is power and it's just different um marketing tools resources tips um experiences that i have um in the past and present past and future that have um, helped me propel other clients um, make a lot of money. So um, I'm using that kind of method to kind of show other folks that they can do this on their own. Because PR marketing, I feel like it's you anyone. It's learnable, but um, you know, it's. I mean, obviously, it's better to have someone who can do this because it'll be a quicker, you know, path to the finish line. But um, you know, folks who are doing small business that don't have any budgets can do PR marketing. So this was this is the site um, to get that information. But also, um, I do consultations. So you can do half an hour, an hour consultation, um, which often oftentimes I try to be as empowering as possible because, um, as I said, it's I think it's just kind of connecting those dots and giving folks simple and practical tips and steps to getting from point A to point B. People get you know confused. They're like, "Oh my gosh, the media! How do I work with them?" And um, it it is it is simple. It's just that you have to kind of do a couple steps to making sure that um, you're coming, you're you're presenting yourself the best way possible. Um, do you think that one of the main, um, I guess, benefits that you offer is you have a lot of connections with the media already? I do. I do have a lot of connections, and I and I'm not just saying this, but I um, I have secured a ton of media placements over the years. Um, I think on my website I said 100. It's probably 500. I just I don't know. <laughs> I didn't awesome. want to say like, oh, like 500, but um, some campaigns have over you know 200 media placements um, just for one campaign, especially when you're working with the likes of like Ben and Jerry's launching a new um, ice cream flavor. Um, so. I do have a good sense of, of what different media likes. So even speaking to someone, a producer at the Jimmy Fallon show is going to be much different than talking to a reporter at the Los Angeles Times. Um, mm-hmm. And it's going to be much different talking to a lifestyle editor at the um, Los Angeles Times to even like a events editor at the Los Angeles Times. So it's knowing what they want. And because I've worked with so many different clients, um, over the years, um, in so many different industries, yeah. it's, uh, it's very natural for me. So I always like to, um, it's nice when you do a small, you know, smaller business and kind of focus on their needs. Um, and also too, just doing a media audit. 
I recommend anyone doing that on themselves and also in their, you know, in their in the competitive space. So, for example, um, like natural um, body care. I was talking to um, a woman today, uh, entrepreneur, and she's like, I don't know what's been written about me. And I'm like, well, that's really important because even from a social listening stand standpoint and also from a media standpoint, you want to know what's being said about you. Um, and for example, you can go to um, Google Alerts. It's free, mm-hmm. and you can just plug in keywords, and then you get emails when anything kind of hits um, their search engine. Um, yeah. Because you know, it's not always good. Sometimes people you know complain, and you want to know about that, that too. So yeah. just understanding what people are saying about you, you want to you know control. Um, as much as possible and sometimes you know you create a product or a service or you you make a mistake and we're, we're human but you want to make it right um, yeah. and figure and figure it out and yeah. do the right thing very cool so what are some of the, some of the things that you see changing in PR nowadays like what are the growth patterns in the industry or, or you know where do you see it sort of going yeah that's a really good question so um, there's a two, two parts of that question we and like PR friends we talk about this all the time is one is that the paradigm has severely shifted to traditional media to um, the blogger universe. I don't know if you're familiar um, with that, but yeah. there's so many bloggers out there, some good, bad, the ugly, what have you. But the point is that they generate a ton of content. Um, and when, when bloggers were first starting out, um, say six, seven, eight years ago, it was they're looking for content organically and naturally yeah. and now it's yeah. really a pay-for-play type of thing so they're like pay me five hundred dollars and I'll do a post and you'll get social you know shout outs and love and what have you yeah. and sometimes that's that's good but um, because it's so pay-for-play um, it doesn't always come off as authentic yeah. Um, yeah. so there's a time and place for it, but it's, it's it's really shifted. So what's happened is is that you have all this content being driven by bloggers, and now the, the, the pendulum swings and you have the media. So the USA Today, the New York Times, the LA Times, the um, the Today Show, um, self you um, self shape you know Men's Journal, the content doesn't there's not a need for content so much, right? Because now it's being taken over by other bloggers that and some of them create really good content. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens is the paradigm shifts again because now publications and TV stations have to let go of their staff. And where do you where do these writers and producers go? They become freelancers. Yeah. Um, so it's harder because um, we have like tools where you can find these um, these uh, media contacts pretty easily. But if you don't have that kind of software, if you don't know where to look, then I would say a lot of small business would be lost. Like, who do I call at Men's Journal, or who would I call at the Today Show? Or yeah. it's it's a huge challenge, and um, and that's why I want to help folks because they're out there. The content's still being written. It's it takes a little bit more time, and they're very overwhelmed. And so I find that reporters, you almost have to um, really peak them um, with like a hook them and almost do their job and I don't want to say that derogatory because they do you know most reporters do a great job yes but it, they're just overwhelmed so you, yeah, you have need to make it as easy as possible for them really, really succinct this is what's compelling this is why your readers want to know about it I've read your stories I think this would be interesting you haven't written about this in three years like most people wouldn't know that like if I know I'm writing about natural pro, um, body care and if someone the Vogue 
for example, just wrote about it, then I'm not going to go to Vogue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because Vogue is not going to cover it, or the Wall Street Journal, because they, they just wrote about it. So you need to think about your strategy and think about, one, if you're going to go back to them, what's going to be your the unique angle on that? You probably have to wait anyways. Yeah. So it's really kind of, you have to do your research, and it's all there. I mean, the internet provides you, it's like a crystal ball of information, <laughs> but it's just like you have to sift through it um, and making sure that, whatever you're going to send is really good. And I think that I take more time and that's probably why I've had a lot of great success of getting publicity for my clients is that I take the extra 20, half an hour or even hour sometimes um, to make sure that I'm all buttoned up. And especially now that I've worked with the media for so many, so many years is that, and I'm working with a client right now is that they want to do this big fundraiser um, initiative. And I just start poking holes not to be like a jerk, but just because I know what the media is going to ask me. So when I'm, yeah. I, when yeah. I, start, I need to have, I need to know the answers exactly. right away. Exactly. And if you don't, then the program is not going to, you know, the project's not going to work and you're not going to be happy. I'm not going to be happy because I'm not delivering for you. So, um, and I think I offer that kind of intel and almost insurance, not to say that you have a guarantee that you're going to be written about, but yeah. I'm going to give you all the challenges and roadblocks that are going to pop up. And we're gonna you kind of work on that before we pick up the phone or send that email to the New York Times or whoever. Mm -hmm. So do you think? Um, so it sounds like you thrive when you're actually talking on the phone with them and really, you know, just sort of being aggressive or not aggressive, but you know, you're just you're handling right. it. Um, mm -hmm. Do you find that? you sort of start that process with like an email or a letter or something and then that kind of goes nowhere like you just you do you think you have to really be aggressive with these sort of situations yep yeah so i'll give you some context <laughs> um a typical reporter at a newspaper probably gets a minimum of 300 emails a day yeah that's a ton of email i get a ton of email i know you get a ton of email it's all it's a lot to sift through and they're all looking for press um, and I tell folks, um, one of my number one tips is that before you have news, before you, so six months down the line, you're going to launch a product, a service, yourself, a book, a record, whatever it is. Um, make sure you build the relationships of your key folks that you are key outlets that you want to be in. So it doesn't sound like, all right, I have my new book that wants to be published or, you know, dog food or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you, you expect that you're going to get coverage because it's, um, especially in this media landscape, it probably won't happen. So at least if you can start building relationship, um, an email is not the way to do it. I'm finding that um, phone um, is the most critical way of kind of fostering that um, and just being tenacious and um, understanding. Just ask them when you get on the phone, like, is this a good time to try at? Are you on deadline? If not, okay, then you know when is a good time to chat, and then I just keep that in mind, um, and then I'll just keep following back. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, I worked at yeah, I've worked I've worked at I've I've seen both all sides actually. I've worked at a gift and stationery company where we tried to get um, press and product placement, and we did a lot, but there is a process. <laughs> and then I've worked at a magazine. Um, you know, where being contacted by people and wanting to get in there and that's a hot mess. And then we were bought by a newspaper. 
So, you know, yeah. the whole idea of deadlines is, is no joke. <laughs> the yeah, turnaround of a, a monthly magazine or even a newspaper is insane. So, yeah, keeping those sort of things in mind when you're trying to find, you know, trying to get in front of somebody or, you know, trying to be seen or get some press or media coverage. Um, yeah, understanding, you know, who you're dealing with and, you know, how they need to be approached is, is really key, too. Um, right. I know a lot of people uh, sort of want or think that they need this, um, like a media kit. What are your thoughts mm -hmm. about a, a, having a media kit? Um, I, I haven't done one in a long time. Really? Um, I actually go against even press releases, um, quite honestly. Um, the you don't like press releases? I, I don't do, I haven't done press release in a long time. Really? Um, a lot of like my, the big brands typically really don't anymore. The reason why is that um, a really clear email should be able to cover it. Um, and another thing too is that the only reason, the, the number one and the only reason why I like press releases is that if you put your client's release <clears throat> onto the national wire, so like PR Newswire, Business Wire, um, one of those types of wires, it becomes highly searchable. Mm -hmm. So I feel like in that sense, it's it's well it's well worth the money. So folks do have the twelve hundred dollars to spend on it. I think that helps you from an SEO standpoint always. But um, if they don't have that, don't have those funds, then I think that uh, you know a really well crafted email with images. Um, I think I saw a stat. There's like I think eighty seven percent of um, folks um, are visual learners. So I've been counseling my um, clients to have a really strong infograph and a picture of themselves. So you have a craft, so the way I always tell folks, it's like you have, especially when you're on your phone, right? How mm -hmm. much, how many times do you pay? So your real estate is only this big. Yeah. So you need to hook someone in like two sentences. <laughs> Just yeah. tough. it's tough. Yeah. And then what you're doing is, your challenge is them to swipe one more, you know, a little bit more to, you know, and then with that, I always like having a picture of the person, who, if it's the owner, if it's me, if it's, you know, depending on the, you know, application, but um, because that makes it a little bit more human, right? So um, then you're kind of seeing someone's face and what have you, and also like a strong infographic. So um, about product benefits, and if it's just, it's your key, something key and bold, and then kind of, you can get it um, in 30 seconds. That's a really good tip, actually. The infographic. That's, you know, totally. That's a really good idea. Thank you. <laughs> Just catch them. Yeah. Yeah, I try, yeah. yeah, I try to, um, I try to, you know, convey that because people are just, you know, you know how you just read it? It's like words, 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 and you see something bold. <clears throat> so if it's a bright, like, orange, whatever. Obviously, from a branding standpoint, you want it consistent to whatever else you're doing. But, um, you know, something that makes it pop. So, you, you know, you stop. And what you can do is, with infographics, you can hyperlink it. So underneath, yeah. you know, you can press to your website or the product or the launch or anything else. Um, and I always say here, like an asterisk, you know, click, click to, you know, for the website. Very cool. I think, and I make it really um, like exactly like that, like click picture to get more information and it brings you right to the website. Yeah, you so have there's to no tell people what you want them to do. <laughs> you totally yeah. do, yeah. 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 And it sounds like, oh, but it's really kind of just simple it's almost you know it's you just step by step and kind of guiding them to where they where your information's housed mm -hmm. 
Yeah, very cool. Now I know I know you just started um, started this um, consulting and stuff, but do you think that you see it growing beyond you, or do you sort of see it staying this sort of size? Um, I know I, I, I thought about that. Um, it could grow and I'm open to that, but as of right now, I, I'm like, Oh, maybe I can just handle it. But, um, I really gotten a really great response from just the get go. So it's like, it's interesting because it's like, it makes you nervous to like grow. So, but then you have, to, you know, there's other sets of challenges that come up there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I, I really, want to, I really want to help as many people as I can too. So if I can do that with working with other like-minded colleagues and, you know, people or freelancers or what have you, then I'd be open to it. Very cool. Very cool. cool. Um, so I know that, I mean, are you working full-time during the week and then sort of moonlighting or on the weekends or do you like have like today did you have the whole day today to to work for your own stuff? (laughs) Yeah. I, it's funny because like, um, I, um, now that I'm getting clients, I'm, you know, I want to focus on them, Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. but then I, you know, I need to do PR on my own on self too. <laughs> and now it's summer and I have three kids. Oh, so wow. it's juggling. <laughs> yeah. So I'm juggling three little monkeys. Um, so it, it's a little, it's a little challenging, but I, you know, I do get up early or stay up late. Um, I do have, you know, sitters and camps and, you know, folks, you know, I, I get it done. Um, but I, I try to dial it down a little bit during the summertime and then I, you know, put it because I, where, where I am in Boston, we're like in this tundra. So it's like only really like great eight weeks of like awesome weather. So oh um, I feel like a lot of people go do like, you know, summer fever around here. Oh yeah. Eight weeks. You gotta like really capitalize that. <laughs> I know. Exactly. How old are your children? Um, I have um, a 12 year old, a 10 year old and a four year old. A four-year-old? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, he's our little caboose. <laughs> nice, nice, yes. My daughter's three. She just turned three, so. But I only have the one. <laughs> That's a great yeah. age. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been pretty fun. It's fun. It's magical. It's like every day is a new thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I had just gotten back in town. I was out of town at Paso Robles, California, and I was never away for her for so long, and just coming back, I'm like, oh my gosh, the personality you forget and the no. things that she says and the love that they exude. It's crazy. Oh, my little baby grows. Awesome. <laughs> yes, I know. It's great. Well, very cool. So let's go ahead and tell everybody um, where they can find you um, and how we can get a hold of you. Yes. Um, so you can find me um, at yougotthispr.com. And offering um, 15%, 15% off a um, consultation call by just putting um, you got this um, in the coupon. But also you can just, um, you know, through my website, my email's there in a couple different places. So, you know, feel free just to get, you know, contact me, um, you know, offline as well. Um, I'd love to hear from you. And then I'm also on um, Facebook at you got this PR and then on Pinterest as well. Very cool. Um, I noticed that you don't have Twitter or nope. Instagram. What are the nope. reasons? So, um, so for Twitter, I don't. I just, I just kind of Twitter. Twitter's my brain. I mean, I use it for clients or what have you. But um, I figured that um, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it well and not spread myself so thin. So 
um, right now I'm starting with Pinterest and Facebook and, you know, getting acclimated, you know, and just kind of owning that. And then I'll probably, you know, broaden that um, in time. Very cool. I, I admire that. I admire that because, you know, everyone's everywhere. And I have, for example, I have Twitter, but I don't, I'm not a Twitter girl and I don't like going on there or chatting or anything. And it's, it's fast paced. You have to have a, a, a you know, a specific strategy if you're going to do Twitter and you do, so. you do. It has to be quick and um, you have to stand out with the content. It has to be pretty bold for you to kind of create um, those ways. Unless you're like a celebrity, then it's kind of happened through osmosis. But um, <laughs> Instagram, I'm hooked. I mean, it's a very <laughs> addicting platform. So I'm trying to like focus on work because you can just scroll and like, oh, what's happened here? And they went here. And, you know, I, I feel like I have ADD and it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, very cool. Well, I am so excited we got to chat and I am just going to dive into your blog and like check out these tutorials. I'm so excited. There's a lot of okay. really great information here. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I love being here. This season of episodes is brought to you by Build a Profit Brand, my newest and first online course that's going to help you attract your ideal audience, connect with customers, and grow your business. I want to help you become recognizable so clients choose you. Check out buildaprofitbrand.com for more information and sign up for the pre-registration. Take things into your own hands and build your profit brand today.